Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Here today with Merlin Mark Johnson, the director at Salazar Resources. They've got a project or two in Ecuador. Now, Merlin, we spoke before Christmas. Yes. And I'm back already because I really enjoy listening to your story. Yeah. But more importantly, I also like your business model. That's yeah. something that most people who speak to you cannot articulate. And I thought you've got something there that people should listen to. So give us, give us a little summary of what that little structure is, which kind of allows you to be financially uh, sufficient for this year. And then we'll get into the reason why we're talking today. Okay. Um, the company, Salazar Resources, is listed in Canada. It's a $25 million Canadian company, uh, Explorer Developer. Uh, we're a, in a sense, we're a project generator, and we've already found one highly valuable project. Mm -hmm. It's a VMS deposit, um, uh, about 5% copper equivalent at surface, and we farmed that out. And so we are fully carried on 25% of that all the way through to production, and it's at the PEA stage of development. Yep. And as part of that farm out, we get annual revenue. We get an income of around $600,000 mm -hmm. US, and potentially more with there's some ex there's some exploration around the sides of that farm out which yeah. could actually augment that income and we have uh, three wholly owned drill rigs which has also got the potential to add to our annual pot right so we're, we're a funded explorer which is rare uh, these days and with that money and the treasury treasury we treasury we have mm. um, we have got enough to drill three of our wholly owned projects Beautiful. this year. I like that. Because again, when, when we talk to junior explorers, you know, small companies, you're around so 25 million bucks. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I know you've got a lot of experience in the country, but there's a relatively new project to the, to the market, okay? Um, when we talk to people, they ask them what the business plan is, and they say, oh, we're going to drill. And I know you're going to drill, but that is, does not equate to a business plan. So what you've done is that you've ensured the you've got enough finances to do the exploration that you want to you've got an uh, outside partner who's paying you and that's going to uh, keep you going for what the next year is that the idea well um it it is we we aim to finish the year with about one and a half million dollars or at least one and a half million us in treasury um but what we are seeing is that there's a lot of interest in projects in in ecuador um, if you want to find <coughs> large copper gold projects, Ecuador uh, is one of the best places in the world to go to at the moment. Mm. And there's, there's a, a great deal of scrutiny on Ecuadorian companies um, in a good way, right. um, a lot of interest. And so w what we hope to be able to do is to open up a series of data rooms in the second half of the year, structure a farm out, um, and in that way we'll be able to recycle capital into one of our other 100% owned Right. Project. So we can get a, get another paid farm out with more income, and then we can. So, you, so, so you're replicating this model. It's a cookie cutter approach yep. to it, which kind of keeps keeps the lights on, keeps you going, keeps exploring, keeps you going. Uh, but at some point, the idea is for you to identify an asset for you to develop through to well, presumably production at some point, or whatever whatever you choose to do along the line. Is that, is that the idea? Or? Well. Um, our expertise is as exploration, and we're really, really focused on value per share. 
Okay, so if you look at the value of the Kurupamba asset, which is the one we've already already yeah. done a farm out on it, uh, we believe that on a value per share, share on a value per share basis, we should be looking at a forty to fifty cent point today on our share price, and our shares are at twenty cents. Mm -hmm. Now, if we can, um, with the expertise that we've got, and the drill rigs we've got, and the way that we can operate in country, and we can identify another project which adds ten or twenty mm -hmm. cent to the share then that's value accretive and okay. that's really what we're doing and we're not um, necessarily saying oh we want to become miners no yeah. we want to make that discovery we want to own enough of it uh, to drill it out and take it up the value curve if it's a big um, copper porphyry for example mm. uh, once you've done the first phase of drilling on it or possibly the second phase drilling on it on a hundred percent basis mm. you need to be a major to be able to fund the drilling. See, that's refreshingly honest. Again, we talk to people and they go, oh, we're going to take it through to uh, production because, and they think they feel they need to talk this language, which is confusing to, inv to investors because they think, okay, he said he's going to get into production, that's what they're going to do. But the reality is they, they'll never be able to put the finances in place, but they feel they've got to use that language so they don't get the kind of buyer discount applied, which is you know, it may or may not be true, but it, it's kind of slightly misleading. So you're, you're very clear about your model, we're looking what at, you want to be. We're looking at value per share mm. all the time. If it's a, if it's a high-grade, steeply dipping uh, gold deposit yeah. that we can drill out relatively easy, easily, it's quite a low-cost thing, we will absolutely want to take that on a 100% basis. Okay. But if it's a huge um, copper porphyry, yeah. we'll want to bring in a major to fund the drilling right otherwise you're understood very clear thank you thank you um but that's not what we're, we're here to talk about today because um we read there's been some changes in country with the ministry the, the minister yep. from mines uh has appointed someone can you tell us a bit about that because i think it has a little bit of impact about you know i think people's perception of the country and obviously you know a little bit about the guy as well um, yes, uh, th there have been some changes in the in the government on the ministry side, but both at the ministerial level of the um, the petroleum non-renewable and environmental, so that the senior minister in charge of right. that whole portfolio changed, and the the vice minister of mines, the person responsible for the mining sector, has also changed. Why? Um, the previous oil, for want of a better word, uh, minister resigned. Uh, because he'd done a fantastic job over a number of years and was tired, frankly. And the person who got put in his place, um, Augusto Briones, is he's very well known by the, um, by the president. He's got a long background in the oil industry. He's, he's a, an excellent person to run that ministry. Mm -hmm. The vice minister of mines for the last few years has been Fernando Bernal Cazar, and he's done a fantastic job nurturing the mining industry and kind of um, developing it. Um, with the change of the his overseeing kind of minister, it, um, the vice minister position changed as well. And so they were looking around the country for an appropriate um, replacement and um, Mr. Enrique Gallego Anda has um, been uh, appointed. And he's been in the sector mining and oil and gas for um, decades, over mm -hmm. 30 years. And I think the, perhaps the interesting point is that he was previously working for 
Kuripamba. He was on the Kuripamba project, which is the Salazar project, yep. and he was heading up the community relations and the government liaison. Right. So really at the nexus of what we think Salazar Resources is all about, which is getting the technical to match with the community uh, and working in, kind of in partnership with the land and the government. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, obviously he knows a bit about your project, which is, which is, which is good. Um, are you going to be replacing him? Uh, yes, we'll be replacing him. We're looking at candidates already. Right. Um, I, I think really what I'm trying to communicate is that Salazar Resources is highly regarded in Ecuador. Right. We are the Ecuadorian company, um, exploration company. What do you mean the? There must well, be there's, there's, there's no other Ecuadorian run managed company that is listed in Canada. And why is that an advantage for you? Um, well, it, it, it creates a, a pride in the company. You know, you're, you're a national, uh, so, so we're a relatively small in terms of market capitalization company, but in terms of presence in the country, mm. we are um, very well recognized. And the CEO and the chairman, um, Freddie Salazar, you know, he's, a, he's a, a nationally recognized figure in the mining sector. How, how do you convert pride into returns. I mean, how do you can you monetize that, or is that just a soft, you know, sentimental it, type feature to the, um, to the I'm company? I'm not sure it's just sentimental, but it may be soft. Um, but getting your community, uh, we see this time and time again that soft issues are actually not soft issues. They have a real impact at the bottom line. Mm. So we've got an unrivaled Ecuadorian network. The minister now knows us intimately. He's worked for the company. Mm. So when it comes to, let's say, a um, mining application or a license application, we hope that the, um, the, um, the mining cadastra, the mining register will open uh, later this you're year. Because you're more known than you perhaps were? And yes, I, th I, th I think it, it, I mean, it, it helps. Right. So because um, if we go in for a, a mining application, the, the ministry knows that we are um, committed to doing the right thing by our community. Mm. We're committed to the land. We are Ecuadorian, mm. but well, and we have technical expertise and the financial capacity to, to do a right. good job. We talked last time, because I, I, I'm interested, and I'm sure investors would be interested in, 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 in the, how you convert that into value. And I mean by value, I mean money. Yeah. So <clears throat> you're well known. Yeah. You're the Ecuadorian. Uh, run a company, a company in, in the country. The big boys must be looking at, do you think what? Do you think the big boys are looking at, because there's a lot of big names in, in the country at the moment, you know, with, with various programs mm -hmm. on, and you talked last time when we spoke about a new round of bidding coming up. Is that right? Uh, bidding for, <clears throat> for Ecuadorian assets, or yeah. our assets in um, particular. Ecuadorian assets. Um, yes, I mean, I think I was referring to the fact that the mining cadastra, the mining register is um, due to reopen. Yeah. Uh, we've heard reports of Q2 or Q3. Right. The sooner the better, frankly, but um, that will reopen the, um, the floodgates and the kind of the deal flow within country. Now, what we're looking to do, mm. we've had inbound from a number of um, companies registering interest, asking... What sort of companies? What do you mean companies? Um, local companies, <coughs> majors. Yeah, majors okay. and, and and some local companies, majors and local companies. Essentially, Freddie Salazar is, is a really well known geologist in Ecuador, mm -hmm. and it, 
if you're a major and you're coming into country, mm -hmm. one of the first things you do is call up Freddie and say, what are you working on? Okay. And we've been, or he's been saying, well, I'm working on a, we've got a um, copper porphyry target up in the north mm -hmm. and we've got um, a gold project here and we've got some copper gold project here. Yeah. Um, do you want to come and have a look? And the answer has been, well, yes, what are your plans for this year? And we've said, well, we're going to be drilling. Mm -hmm. And they said, that's really interesting. Please, um, let's have a look later in the year. So what, we're, what, I, what we put out in the, in the news release earlier this week that, yeah. was that we were going to open a data room in the second half of the year. Right, okay. D with what end in mind? A formal process to do a farm out on one or more of our projects. Okay. Now, it slightly depends. We, we want to be able to <clears throat> hold the cards so we've got four projects that we are working on, three that we're going to be drilling this year. Mm. When the mining cadastre reopens, yeah. we've got four permits which have been sitting there for a couple of years, and we hope that we'll get one or two of those issued. So we'll have a slightly bigger portfolio. Mm. Um, and we're also going to apply for another 10 new licenses. So we'll have a, when we see actually what, how the cards fall and we see how many projects we yeah. have then and also we've got the results of the drilling right. then we'll have a much better idea of what we want to farm out and which one we want to keep as a hundred percent basis okay so I, I'm, I'm buying into this sort of incubator model yep okay it, it's great it works I really like it um, but where do you get the scale from do you or do you think this kind of cookie cutter approach of in incubating farming out is is the way to go and so because it, you won't need ever to raise significant capital that way um, and you are looking after the, you know, the value per share. Yeah. You're definitely doing that. But could you ever get scale that way? Um, okay, let's just look at one of our projects, which is called Ruminyawi. Mm -hmm. It's up in the north of the country. Mm -hmm. um, it's on a known porphyry belt. You've got Cascabel in the north, mm -hmm. which is now 2 billion tonnes at... 0.6% um, copper equivalent or 0.7% copper equivalent, and they're just about to put out another um, resource on that, probably going to grow that. Right. Then you come south and you've got Yuri Magua, which is a billion tons at 0.9% mm -hmm. copper equivalent, and then you've got our Ruminiawe project. And we've yeah. got all the signals of this porphyry belt. Right. Now that, let's call it a billion ton target, mm -hmm. an exploration target of a billion tons, mm -hmm. that has scale. But it also comes with a serious um, financial liability. That if you Absolutely. want to drill it out, it's going to cost Absolutely. you $100 million. Yeah. So if we can get a, let's say, a, on that kind of project, if we can get a 15 or a 20 or a 25% or a 30% farm out mm -hmm. that we're carried, that is scale and value. If you come down to the right to the other end of the country at our Makara project, mm -hmm. um, it's a gold VMS style target. And if we can get a few drill holes in there, that's got scale. The VMS projects are high grade, and remember that we yeah. took Kuripamba all the way from discovery through to nine million tons of resources by ourselves, yeah. and that was before we had the income. Yeah. So, you know, you, we can get scale. Through discovery, you can get the scale. Okay, exciting times. Um, Marlon, thanks very much for the update. Really enjoyed hearing how things are progressing. Um, I'm intrigued as to your plans for the rest of the year. And I, I know you've talked about some, some of the things um, and how you're going to deliver those. So please stay in touch. Let's yep. know how things are going on. It's, it's one of the stories we do enjoy listening to. And I say, at least you have a plan. We've got a plan. Thank you very much. Thanks very much.
Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.